Hello everyone, this is uh, Dr. Endo with Westerville Chiropractic and Nutrition and I am posting on another episode of Up the Ladder and um, today's uh, should be a really insightful um, podcast because I want to talk about um, mental health a little bit. So this week is Mental Health Awareness Week and so with everything going on recently, mental health has been uh, and should be probably more a really huge topic that um, needs to be discussed and um, uh, and brought out, especially over the last six months or so, um, because suicides are, are so rampant right now, overdoses are so rampant right now. Um, people's anxiety and depression have, um, have skyrocketed and, and um, we're seeing that in current patients that we're taking care of. We're seeing that with ourselves and family members in the office. And, um, and so this is a really, uh, I believe, important topic. And um, if there's anything that we can do to, to maybe help lighten your burden and um, give you some, some tools uh, in your tool belt to maybe lessen the anxiety um, and or depression and or um, just issues, uh, life stress that you're dealing with right now, then I think um, obviously this week is an amazing week to, to look at that. But in general, this month and in this in this season um, that we're all in, I think it's it's crucially important. Um, I would start out by saying, uh, by no means are are any of uh, these tools that I'm going to talk about. Um, a replacement to medications that you should be on or are currently taking. Um, obviously, um, you know, if, if um, you need to speak with somebody about um, your mental health and um, getting some um, medication um, to help with that, then um, I'm, I'm all on board with that. And um, again, we want to be a resource for you, not a not a replacement or um, or anything like that. So, but on the flip side of that, I think these are, are healthy, natural. These will not interfere with any medications that you. If you are on medications, um, if you just need a little bit of an extra boost, um, that's what these are meant for. Um, if you need someone to talk to, uh, if you're really struggling and you need someone to talk to, uh, don't hesitate to reach out at the office. You know, I'm here for you. Angela's here for you. Renee's here for you. Any of our um, any of our staff would be happy to just chat um, and or point you in the right direction if um, if you need some additional health uh, help guidance or um, just resources on uh, someone else that you can um, talk to as well. So um, that being said. Um, like I said, this time of this time of year, uh, I posted last Friday about um, just everything happening in the news, um, everything happening with our kids' schooling, everything happening. Um, you know, everywhere you look, there is a lot of um, doom, gloom, stress, um, anxiety, and um, it's it's really hard to escape from. And so, um, this week we are going to be sharing, and, and this month actually, um, we're going to be sharing a lot of the um, things that we do ourselves in the office, um, and what you you know, things that we believe work, things that are backed by science, and we know make a difference in reducing stress levels. Um, I think 
uh, I think the the next um, 30, 60, 90 days are going to be probably more crazy than the previous ones. And so um, being really mindful to pick a couple of these and build these habits into your daily routine, I've seen myself and I think would make a, a, a drastic difference in um, your stress, anxiety levels, and how those show up, not even, um, not just mentally, but also um, how they're showing up physically, because we're seeing both in the office. Some people are um, uh, struggling mentally and other people that underlying chronic stress that we've been experiencing for the last six months is now starting to show up physically, um, both, um, both physically in the aspect of their um, muscles and tension and spine, but also physically in um, what's happening with their digestive system, what's happening with, um, you know, the, the lack of sleep is catching up in different uh, other systems. And so um, picking a couple of these habits and, and making them your own, um, there's not a better time to do it if you're not already doing uh, some of these already. So the first one that I've got down in there in no specific order, um, the first one I have is journal. So I started looking at journaling um, probably a year or so ago, more specifically the first of the year. I'd been reading a lot about how much journaling made it um, a really big impact on so many other people's lives. So doing some reading about journaling and, and um, you know, some of the people I look up to, uh, how journaling has consistent journaling what has made it a significant difference for them and so um, I am not as consistent as I would like to be um, but some things that I've picked up about journaling um, number one gratitude is huge and um, if even if uh, journaling only looked like writing down three to five things every day that you are honestly thankful for um, I think would significantly impact your outlook and um, your biochemistry and uh, your emotional state. Um, I think, so gratitude is a big one. Um, for me, what I was really specifically looking at when I was looking at journaling um, and I found very interesting was just trying to get a grasp of what emotions am I currently feeling what emotions stuck out for the day and um, trying to understand some of those emotions and, and not understanding where they came from or why they came, but just labeling them so I can recognize those emotions. Um, I think uh, that has been super helpful. Um, I think uh, for a lot of people, you know, again, with stress and everything else going on right now, we're overwhelmed. And so having a sense of looking at your, your day, um, you know, before it starts or looking at your day um, at the end of the day and kind of recapping or organizing what you need to focus on today um, or should have focused on. And then, um, you know, prioritizing that for maybe tomorrow makes a really big difference. Uh, an app that I use is called, um, I'm maybe pronouncing it wrong, but it's Jor or Jur. It's J-O-U-R. And um, it, it prompts you um, several questions every day about um, to, to answer. And you can 
freely type your responses um, or you can go through um, specific programs um, designed around gratitude or designed around um, certain topics and so um, I've set mine so that um, every night at 10 o'clock it sends me a little ding um, and asks me if I would like to comment on how my day was and so I jump in there and it asks me what I'm feeling and what I felt and you know a, a, a ton of different prompts and so I'm not just staring at a blank page um, sometimes I like to do that but um, I also find that um, those prompts are also super helpful so again it just brings some awareness to your emotions and, and what you're doing so again that was a j-o-u-r um, and I found journaling very helpful so that was number one number two um, is prayer I think um, my the church I go to is um, Rock City Church everything is online still currently right now and um, they just finished up a 40 days of fasting and and prayer um, I didn't partake in the fasting as much as I normally would because of everything else going on right now um, but the, the the prayer was a big aspect um, the beginning of the year they normally do a 21 days of fasting and prayer and so I have a workbook um, on those 21 days that that um, we would typically do the beginning of the year if anyone would like some um, prompts or some scriptures to look at to really walk you through a 21 days of um, prayer um, I think that is uh, can be extremely valuable and um, uh, you know again these are things that have helped myself and um, other people in the office and and um, and so that would be something that if uh, you are a person of faith um, you know really consider looking at that uh, if you're not already doing that. Um, number three is meditating. Um, so a couple years ago I took a um, transcendental meditation course, uh, weekend course, and it was fantastic. Um, I do not do it twice a day like it recommends. Um, I would, uh, I love to get at least once a day. Um, that's my goal is, is try to get some meditation in once a day. Um, they there's some research out that uh, that says that meditating for 30 minutes a day um, can be just as effective as taking antidepressants um, I think there is a lot of um, benefit to meditating I think a lot of the benefits of meditation also revolve around uh, breath work which we'll talk about next um, but there's tons of different types of meditation um, this month we will also be posting several um, guided meditations uh, from yoga studios that we've connected with we um, I've also uh, taken just YouTube um, guided visualizations or guided meditations and um, those can be super powerful and, and beneficial especially if you have a certain topic about um, some things that you would like to meditate on or kind of work through um, those can be super helpful um, in general I think being quiet and kind of reflecting for you know 10 to 20 to 30 minutes a day is going to have huge impacts um, a lot of people are going to probably fall asleep if you uh, are in a situation like that and that's okay too right so that's one of the biggest things uh, in learning about meditation is um, it's okay if you're thinking too much it's okay if you fall asleep 
it's the consistent practice of it um, in the long term that makes the biggest difference. Um, so if you want any additional resources on meditation, happy to help. But um, I would start with, um, there's meditation apps that you can also look at, but I would just start with YouTube and doing some guided visualizations or, or meditations. Um, the next one is box breathing. So I think um, I've, I've been looking heavily at different types of breathing um, over the last um, year and a half. Um, I've done uh, Wim Hof's breathing class. Uh, in fact, a couple of us at the office have done you know, his cold exposure and breathing um, techniques. Um, I think it's super beneficial. I'm not sure it's great at um, calming down. It's really good for getting you to a point where you can control your breathing to do cold exposure. Um, but as far as actually doing breathing for um, to balance the sympathetic and parasympathetic, I think there's some better options out there. And so um, what I've been looking at lately is called box breathing. And essentially it's um, you breathe in to a count of four, you hold it for a count of four, you breathe out for a count of four, and you hold it out for a count of four. And you just do that um, for however long you have time for. If it's a couple breaths, that's great. If it's you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, um, that's obviously gonna be better. Um, the way I use it a lot is if I'm doing some light exercise, so walking the dog, um, going for a walk, doing something really easy, I'll try to incorporate that breath work into um, something I'm already doing. So um, you can also include it into your meditative practice where you just kind of get into a sink and a routine of doing this box breathing as you're trying to, you know, uh, be quiet and just calm your mind. So box breathing is super important, really great at balancing out your, um, the two different parts of your nervous system. Um, my biggest form of stress relief right now is exercise. Um, on days where I don't get to exercise, I'm uh, just a lot more stressed out and pent up than the days that I get that in. My schedule has been a lot more sporadic right now than it was um, this summer because of um, kids' school and activities and, and as a family, we're just running a lot more. And so my exercise routine has um, certainly suffered from that and I can tell um, mentally and physically, um, how it affects my sleep, how it affects my mood, my overall day is um, huge differences on days that I get to exercise and then I don't. Um, to really balance out your um, uh, the, the neurotransmitters in your nervous system and get the happiness that comes with exercise, you really only need 15 to 30 minutes a day. Um, that's not much. That's the simple walk at lunch. That's a simple walk after dinner. Um, and it, it, again, it's, it's more of building it into your habits and your routine. It does not have to be this crazy hit workout um, every day. Um, it certainly can be. And I would also take a look at if you are struggling stress-wise right now, you also want to look at the types of exercises you're doing. You don't necessarily always want to just focus on um, super intense, super stressful, um, uh, very difficult uh, workouts where you're listening to loud music. Um, I, you you want to balance out some of you know a couple of those a week, 
but you also want to have some restorative exercises where you are just walking, you're doing a yoga class, you're doing Tai Chi class, you're doing um, something that balances and um, brings down some of those. So walking, yoga, Tai Chi, um, don't forget to incorporate some restorative exercises. Um, if all you're doing is restorative, that's okay. Um, but I think having a mix of at least two a little bit higher intensive workouts per week mixed in with some of the restoratives um, stress-wise is going to be, I think, um, a much more beneficial for you. Um, the next uh, point number six that I've got is social and family time. And um, so again, tremendous amount of research that just shows that um, people who have a network of friends, family, people they can lean on or talk to um, have uh, tremendously um, better um, coping and mechanisms and mental health and maybe not less stress, but they process that stress a little bit better. And so, <clears throat> again, if you're in a situation where you don't you feel like you have that, um, uh, that network, um, please let us know. We're here, okay? So um, you know, we're happy to, to lend an ear and, and grab coffee or do something like that if you don't feel like you have that network. If you do have that network, um, don't be afraid to lean on them right especially us men have a tendency to um you know keep our emotions bottled up but um again grabbing a drink grabbing coffee um you know even if it's just over text um connecting with somebody um makes a huge difference i also think that um reaching out and checking on others um is also extremely beneficial um i've been trying to be much more mindful the last couple of months about um, some of uh, my friends that I've connected with um, really on a on a much more consistent basis not letting life get in the way and and just check in over text and say hey man I'm thinking of you any you know what's going on anything anything you need to chat about and um, you know as they reciprocate that um, makes me feel good but it also has a tremendous benefit to um, offload some of the things that are uh, affecting us right now. So, um, if you don't have a strong tribe like that, um, you know, work on um, uh, work on building that. But also, um, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to people um, who you think could be part of that tribe. Um, next one is massage. <laughs> Uh, this is one of everyone's favorites, and I will say our massage practice has definitely been busier the last um, month or two. Part of it's because we have amazing massage therapists, and the other part of it is people are super stressed out, and a really great massage is extremely beneficial at um, dealing with some of the physical um, aspects of how stress is showing, right? Tense, tense and tight, our shoulders up at our ears. Um, but it's also 30 or 60 or 90 minutes where it's quiet, relaxing music, um, and you get to kind of decompress and, and walk out of here with some fresh energy. So 
that's an easy ad massage. Give our office a call. We're happy to um, connect you with the, the right therapist that um, will make a, a really big impact. I'll also say later this month is Massage Awareness Week, and so we're going to be having tons of um, giveaways. We're going to be, you know, the last week of the month is going to be all about massage, um, and we've got some really fun, cool events, prizes, and um, things happening inside the office that week. So, so stay tuned for that. Um, number eight is essential oils. Um, in our office, we've been um, using essential oils a, a lot more. We're diffusing them a lot more. Our, our therapists have been using them uh, more frequently here and there. Um, adding essential oil and aromatherapy to our massages is something that we're gonna be focusing on um, during that massage week um, and then ongoing after that. I think that there's tremendous benefit to aromatherapy and um, essential oils. And so we're digging and diving into some of those, uh, that research and, and coming up with some blends and um, ideas that will um, heighten your experience in the office, in our massage table, um, but also you know at home. So um, some places that you want to typically use um, oils would be behind the ears, your wrists. Um, with our kids, a lot of times, like at night, if um, they're having trouble falling asleep or um, they're just amped up right before bed, we'll put some lavender on the bottoms of their feet um, uh, and then put some socks on. Um, that's a, a, a really, ha has been really beneficial. And so we could probably do an entire, I could do a whole podcast and maybe will sometime on essential oils. I'll be the first to admit I'm not the essential oils guy. I, I think there's some benefit but I haven't, I'm not the guy that has dug uh, into and I'm not, certainly not the expert on essential oils. I believe in them, I think there's benefits and I think diffusing them or using them on yourselves, um, specifically spe uh, certain blends and oils um, will affect stress, reduce um, anxiety. I, I, I do think there's something to that. So we'll be getting into more of that um, soon. Um, the second, so besides exercise, the second biggest impact that I have implemented recently um, over the last month or so is setting limits to my phone. <laughs> and these aren't just limits where it's like, okay, I need to be on my phone less. Yes, but I'm forcing those limits. And so I've got an iPhone. You can go into settings and under screen time, click on app limits and you can limit your time um, use per day. You can limit your time use after a certain period of time. So um, typically after, mine is set to shut down from 10 uh, p.m. until 7 a.m. And so um, I still have, I can still use my phone if I have to, and certain apps like my journaling app I don't put a limit on. That's the exception because if I want to use that, that's that's going to that's benefiting me. But I certainly turn off my um, email. I turn off my social media apps. Anything that's going to be a huge distraction um, to me, um, I put a limit on those. And so if I want to use them, I still can. But I have to go through a couple of extra taps saying that I want to ignore the limit that I have self-imposed on it. So um, I think that's great. 
ideally I would love to just lock my phone up in a box so I'm uh, not to that point yet um, but um, I think limiting how much you're on social media right now um, and specifically how late you're on those things um, you know scrolling for an hour or two right before you go to bed is one of the absolute worst possible things you can do to get a good night's sleep, right? You've got the blue light exposure, you've got the stress of anxiety of what people are posting online. Um, there's just so many bad things about staying up late, scrolling, whether it's on your phone or on your iPad um, or your laptop. Um, one of the worst things you can do. So this would be, this is my number one thing right now is app limits. Um, and so uh, for Android phones or any other types of phones, there has to be a way to do it. I don't know what those are. If you need help um, figuring out where it is with your iPhone, stop in the office. I'm happy to help you uh, to show you where that's at and, and, and you can set those up. Next is gut health. So um, your gut is the home of trillions of bacteria. In fact, you've got 10 times more um, bacteria in your body than you have in your cells in your body. 80% um, of your immune system resides in your gut, 95% of your body serotonin, which is uh, the hormone that allows you to feel good, um, resides uh, in your gut and is produced um, and found um, in your gut. And so um, your digestive health, your gut health, plays a vital role in your mental health. So very interesting. Um, symptoms to look out for in this regard are leaky gut, food intolerances, um, SIBO or small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, yeast. We're seeing a ton of people with yeast issues right now. Um, there's yeasts, yeast, um, there's um, saliva, not saliva, but um, like a spit test you can do that's really easy. Um, but we've also been doing um, uh, stool tests in the office um, that, that show you um, yeast and candida overgrowth, um, food allergies, acid reflux, diarrhea, bloating, constipation, IBS, fibromyalgia, and chronic gut inflammation. Um, there's a negative feedback loop, right? So these things cause additional stress to your body. Um, mental uh, stress and anxiety um, have a huge impact on these digestive-related um, issues. And so um, there's a, a, a flora, a gut, um, a GI flora balance program that's six weeks. I would highly recommend um, it's going to be a combination of um, essentially you're taking there's um, there's a it's a three-step process that Angela can help you walk through but it's divided into weed seed and feed and so um, you're weeding out the bad bacteria you're planting um, uh, positive or good bacteria in the system and then you're feeding the good bacteria what they need and eliminating um, what the bad bacteria usually feeds on, which is typically carbohydrates and sugar. And so um, there's a diet protocol, there's a supplement protocol that you can take 
Um, it's six weeks and it's to balance your entire um, GI system. So um, it, it's a great program. We've got several people on it right now and the results between uh, bloating, just how you're feeling, sleeping, you know, you're, you'd be amazed at how many different things are connected to your gut health. And, um, and so that's an amazing six-week program. Doesn't take months and months. Sometimes it does for people, but um, you know, if this is a relatively new issue for you, then these are things that can be addressed and, um, and taken care of and fixed. Um, the next one is, is along the same lines uh, nutritionally, and that's looking at cortisol. Uh, and so balancing out um, uh, your adrenal glands. So your adrenal glands are what produces cortisol. Cortisol is what is your stress hormone. So when you're super stressed, whether that's a physical stress, like you're actually being chased, or it's a mental stress where you're just fearful and, um, and anxious a lot, your body produces more cortisol. And so a lot of times your adrenal glands can get stressed out and maxed out. And so supporting those adrenal glands um, ultimately, you want to reduce your level of stress. Um, however, you can also um, address and support your body's mechanism on how it's handling that. And so adrenal health is, is um, super important. Um, uh, nourishing the adrenal glands and regulating cortisol will maintain, um, again, healthy um, microbiome and as well as emotional balance. And so um, cortisol needs an outlet. Um, and so uh, there's a way that um, to, again, kind of balance those issues. Um, some of it is through lifestyle management. Some of it is through emotional, uh, dealing with emotional uh, issues and trauma. And some of it is, are um, supplemental ways to support the adrenal glands. Um, a big one is adrenal complex as well as ashwagandha. Um, the next mental health tip that we have to just support yourself um, right now is napping. So it increases alertness, um, improves creativity, recall, um, and memory the second half of the day. It's also good for catching up on lost sleep. Ideally, so sleep is, is going to be something we talk about, but ideally you're getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Um, most people aren't getting that, or their level of sleep is um, uh, really poor. And so taking a nap, um, typically it's 20 minutes or so um, in the middle part of the day. Um, ideally, um, you want to nap seven to eight hours after you've woken up. So depending on what time you typically wake up in the morning, seven to eight hours later is usually the best time to take a nap so that you're not taking a nap too late in the afternoon. Um, and um, body rhythm wise, that seven to eight hours is a time where your body is naturally going to see a little bit of a lull and a dip. And so um, that's a great time to take a nap. Next, um, right along with the napping and sleeping, um, reminders would be to watch your coffee intake. So um, low doses of caffeine can improve mental performance, um, but high doses um, 
or other types of nervous system stimulants flood the brain with neurotransmitters um, and the more often that you do that the more that you need those things to get the same sorts of benefits and so um, taking a coffee break or um, you know for a for a week or uh, extremely if you don't want to go cold turkey extremely limiting your coffee intake for a week um, can have a really um, huge impact on kind of resetting those neurotransmitters uh, and the endorphins that coffee helps uh, or releases for you. So if you find yourself um, needing more and more and more coffee through the day, um, taking a week where you back off of that, cutting it you know, significantly, like down to a quarter of what you would normally do or even less, um, super beneficial and kind of hitting the reset button in the amount of caffeine that you need to normally function. It's also a diuretic, and so uh, it'll lead to dehydration. It'll lead to um, other sorts of, of uh, a lot of times sleep will be infected um, by having coffee. Um, if you are a slow coffee processor, which about half of, uh, half of the population is a fast, half of it is slow. Um, if you're a slow processor, you know, 12 hours later, half of that caffeine is still in your system, and it doesn't take much to interfere with sleep. Even if you can fall asleep quickly, um, you're not going to be getting into the deep stages of sleep um, if you are a slow coffee processor and you've had that afternoon coffee. So be mindful of when and how much coffee that you're taking. And last but not least um, is what we've recently been talking about, but sleep. Sleep is one of the most restorative um, functions that you can, uh, can, can focus on. Um, getting, setting yourself up for sleep is vitally important because the deeper sleep, the non-REM sleep that you can get um, and the REM sleep are what helps you process your emotions and events of the day and kind of catalogs it. And so it, um, that's going to be where you work through certain problems or issues or, um, again, emotions um, on a subconscious level. And so if you're getting really poor sleep, you're not getting enough sleep, um, it's going to compound the amount of stress that we are all under right now. We did a really great podcast um, a while back on, and I want to say it was seven or 12 things to improve your sleep. Um, so I would uh, go back and take a listen to that. Um, in general, though, you're going to want to watch uh, how much screen time you have right before bed. You're going to want to sleep in a really dark room. You're going to want to sleep in a cold room. And um, you want to try to get at least seven or eight hours. If you can just do those things, um, it's going to make a really big impact on your sleep level. In the podcast, we dive a lot deeper into why those work as well as um, you know magnesium and, and um, valerian and, and some other products that can aid in sleep. Um, but sleep is super, super important. Um, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So again, I'm here for you as an office. We are here for you. Um, these are just some easy, simple tips, tricks, uh, and resources that as an office we believe in. Um, and so if you have any questions or want to dive deeper in it, into any of these topics or you need some coaching on one of these topics, um, don't hesitate to reach out. We'll, think, we'll, uh, we'll see you later. Thanks, everyone.